Galatians chapter number 5 this evening. We'll read verses 16 all the way through the end of the chapter responsively. Verse number 26. Galatians chapter number 5. I'll read beginning in verse number 16. Then you'll join me on verse 17 all the way through the end of the chapter. We'll alternate. Galatians chapter number 5. Beginning in verse number 16. The Bible says in Galatians chapter number 5 and verse number 16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. And let's pray, Lord, we do love you. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for our salvation. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit working in our life, in our mind, in our heart today through the music through the preaching of God's word, through the Sunday school hour, through the fellowship with one another. Lord, we thank you for the church that we have. And Lord, we thank you for the Christian life that you've called us to live. Lord, we thank you that it really isn't complicated. But Lord, as the preacher preaches tonight, may we listen with the intent, Lord, not necessarily of learning something new, but learning a better way to do what you've already commanded us to do. May our hearts be yielded. May our minds be focused. Please fill our pastor now with the Holy Spirit power as he preaches. We we'll love you. We'll give you all the glory for that ha- what happens here tonight. We'll ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Keep your Bibles open there to Galatians 5. You may be seated. I'm sorry. I want your attention tonight. We'll get back to the scriptures momentarily here. But uh, if I could beg for your attention in your mind tonight. Some of you don't have much to give, but I'll take it. Uh, I, I really do need you thinking with me to get the truth. If you could understand the truth I'm about to preach to you, it will revolutionize the rest of your spiritual life. I have no doubt about it. It would cause many to humble themselves. It would cause many to be actually spiritual And it would cause us not to have much of the conflict that we have, if you'll just listen tonight. We humans all think that we're better than we really are. We think that way about ourselves and how we look to others. And honestly, most of us think that way about how we look to ourselves to God. At best, 
we're all still just sinners. Probably the best definition of what a pastor of a church is, is one, one sinner talking to a bunch of other sinners about the one who never sinned. That's what my job is. Since the first sin, man has chosen to try to be his own God. That was the first sin. The first sin was man choosing his way over God's way. If you went back to Genesis chapter 3, verse number 4, we're not going there right now. Satan said to Adam and to Eve, look, the, the tree, it's good to be desired, to make thee wise and to salvation. And he said, watch this, he said, you could be like gods, knowing good and evil. You wouldn't need God, you could be your own God and choose what's good and evil. We chose that. Thus, even after we get saved, we still have this battle of our flesh versus the spirit. Our sinful flesh is pretty evil. It's nasty. It's vile. Just look how people behave today. Violence, murder, immorality, no respect at all for life, whether it's a baby or a human being walking the face of the earth. Rebellion, sodomy, etc. Listen to this very carefully here. When a person gets saved, this is, <clears throat> this is not new, but when a person gets saved, they become a new creature, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. But you don't lose your sin nature. You add a new spiritual nature to your old nature. But your old nature does not die. The moment you get saved, you don't lose the ability to sin. You're still a sinner. That's why I disagree biblically in many ways, with people who say you have to turn from your sin to get saved. You can't turn from it because it's what you are. You can't turn from your sin to repent. You repent by giving up what you are to trusting him for your salvation. Now listen very carefully here. We add this new nature to us, but we still have the old fleshly nature. We don't ever get rid of that sinful nature. Say, how do you know that? Well, I can tell you at 55 years old, I'm still sinning. I don't open my mouth and prove it to others. Ouch. <laughs> now, this is that battle of the spirit against the flesh. Now listen to me. Because we're sinners, and because our sin nature wants us to be God. Listen to that statement. Because we're sinners, and our sin nature is still in us, and because that sin nature causes us to want to be God, I want you to hear this. We think we can manufacture our own spirituality. I want you to notice the first three words of manufacture. Man. That we can produce our own 
spirituality. This is why we think our works earn us spirituality. Even as a saved person, your works do not add spirituality to you. I'm going somewhere with this. Hang on. Whether it be for salvation or not. That's why Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You are not spiritual enough. You are not good enough to earn your own salvation. May I say this as kindly as I know how? Neither because you are a sinner are you good enough to be spiritual. Now, don't forget, we're all sinners. And even the good that we do, God calls our righteousness filthy rags. If you were here a couple Wednesday nights ago, I taught on the righteousness of Christ. That term filthy rags, it's vile. In the old days, they used to have like signposts every so often and they would have an old rag or towel hanging there. And people that had leprosy and other nasty diseases would walk by those public rags and scrape the pus off their body with those rags. And they would just hang there as a public rag and person after person after person would use those. And God says that even our righteousness looks like those filthy rags. We think we're something. Compare yourself to God. Now, let me try to help you understand something. When a person gets saved, their spirit is born again. It is dead until salvation. Man is body. That's what you see in front of you. Wonderful thing. Uh, soul, that is the ability to communicate with man and spirit. Here's something you may not understand as well. My body houses me. Some have a bigger house than others. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> some, some have a row of townhouses, but <laughs> not going there, amen? Now, listen to me very carefully. My body houses it. Plants have a body, but they have no soul, no spirit. You can talk to your plants all you want, but it's all it is is a body. Now, animals have a body and a soul. They have a personality. If you came to my house and saw my dog, my dog is a chick with an attitude. She will, in no uncertain terms... Tell you what she's thinking. Uh, I have no doubt about it. Now, don't get mad at me. Animals don't have a spirit. They're not going to die and go to heaven or hell. Now, all cats will, but no. Uh, <laughs> that's where they came from. They returned back to from whence they came. Somebody sent me something, Brother Aaron sent me, or somebody sent me something today that said a dog was talking to the cat and said, they put me on a leash because they want you to run away. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I'm sorry. Now, wait a minute. Uh, we have to understand that we have a body, a soul. A soul is that which allows us to communicate with each other. Our spirit is that which allows us to communicate with God. 
man dead in his sin and trespasses his body and soul. He has no ability to communicate with God. Not until he says, Lord, I'm a sinner on my way to hell. I need a savior. I trust you and what you did for me and that alone to take me to heaven. That moment he hears us. And from that moment on, the Holy Spirit of God moves inside of us. And it is he that intercedes with us between us and in heaven and allows us to communicate with God directly. Now, listen to me very carefully here. We don't have direct access to God because of our righteousness. We have access to God because of the Holy Spirit that moved inside us. Now, here's the key. Because we are sinful, even at salvation and thereafter, we cannot be spiritual on our own. We can allow the Holy Spiritual, the Holy Spirit to be spirit for us if we yield to him and if we obey the word of God. But we cannot produce spirituality of ourself. Did you hear that statement? We do not have the ability to produce spirituality because we're sinners. We cannot produce or develop the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, I grew up in church. I'm 55 years old and been in church for 56 years. You say, that's not possible. It was for me. I got carried to church before I was hatched. Now listen to me very carefully here. I've heard sermon after sermon, series after series. I've heard preacher after preacher get up and say, look, here are the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. You need to develop these and uh, you need to work on these. Then it's the fruit of you, not the fruit of the Spirit. You can't manufacture the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that produces the fruit, not you. Everybody doing okay? Now, hang on. It doesn't say the fruit of man. It says the fruit of the spirit. Too many people are trying to produce or to work for spirituality. Being spiritual is not a product of man. Spirituality is a byproduct of obedience, but it's produced by God. We cannot produce it. Let me try to illustrate this. Everybody look at me. I'm going to get real technical. Are you ready? Did you know that a car does not produce gasoline? It uses gasoline. It does not produce gasoline. I bought my new truck back in December. They filled it up with gas. When it got down to empty, I didn't have to go buy another truck. Thank God. I had to go to the gas station and fill it back up with gasoline because the truck does not produce gasoline, correct? Now, it's got, I guess, about 16, 18-gallon tank on it. I don't remember how much it has. 
But it will tell you this, you can't put 30 gallons of gas in it. If I use 10 gallons of gas, I can't put 15 gallons in it. I can only put into it what I took out of it. Does that make sense to everybody? God tells us that as we do things in the Spirit, the Spirit then produces fruit in us. And as we use it, He resupplies it. Just like you go to the gas station to get fuel for your car or your truck or whatever you drive. We are to use what God's given us spiritually and then we come and get it refilled, but he can't refill what we did not use. If you fill your tank up and you go to the gas station, eventually you can't put any more fuel in it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay, now hang on. God tells us the flesh has works. Look at Galatians chapter 5 again. Look at verse number 17, verse number 18, I'm sorry. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are under the law, not under the law. Now the what? Works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And he goes into a list of things. I want you to notice our flesh is works-oriented. We produce these things. This is what man does naturally. So the flesh produces by works. Watch this. Look at verse 22. But the fruit, not the works, the fruit of the Spirit is. Notice it's the Holy Spirit, not us. It is the Holy Spirit producing this, not our works. Not our righteousness. For man to use works to be spiritual, he is still fleshly. The Holy Spirit produces fruit as we use it and as we obey. We could say that the Holy Spirit then is the gas pump that fills our tank as we use what he has given us, but we don't produce it on our own. And we wonder why in our Christian life we run out of gas because we keep going by the gas pump and never putting anything in. A lot of Christians are broke down on the side of the road out of gas because they refuse to go to the gas pump. Now, Miss Kathy, she goes to every one of them and puts 14,000 gospel tracts on them, amen? We need to get away from this fleshly, religious, self-righteous spirituality even in our own life. We need to view spirituality based on the scripture and not as we sinners think we are. Now, I'm about ready to cut loose for a second. If you are upset now, you're going to kill somebody in a moment. But hang on. Number one, the flesh has works because our sinful flesh is desiring to be God. 
Why do you think so much religion is based on our works? Most religion is based on our works, our righteousness. Oh, you've got to come to church and join the church. You've got to get baptized. You've got to live a certain lifestyle. You've got to give a certain amount of money. You've got to buy candles and light candles and buy beads and pray through Mary and pray to the saints and, uh, you know, have holy cows and all the other things and uh, good night. Everything about religion today is about man's righteousness. I'll be honest with you, you don't give a flip about religion. I really don't. <laughs> I don't care what name you put on it. Works means this, activity that man does for a purpose or result. The actual definition of works is activity that a man does for a purpose or a result. And for you to try to work for spirituality, you cannot do it because you are a sinner. Man tried to cover his sin in Eden by an apron of leaves. He put his own work into it. May I say something? An apron of leaves, A, doesn't cover much, and B, it isn't going to last very long. Man wanted to do it his way. God had to make them coats of skin. By the way, a coat covers more than an apron. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I'm not going into great detail, but you're old enough to figure it out. <laughs> you see, man just covered what he thought was important to cover. God said, no, you're thinking sinfully. Let me show you how righteousness and spirituality thinks and covered them with coats of skin. Something permanent and covered what God wanted covered, not what man wanted covered. Cain wanted his works of the field to satisfy God. So he brought of the fruit of the ground, but God had not respect. Did Cain work? Yes or no? Yes, he did. Did Cain bring a sacrifice? Yes or no? Yes, he did, but he didn't do it spiritually. He brought what he wanted. That's why in the book of Jude it says, Thou hast gone in the way of Cain. Now, listen very carefully here. We really are so full of pride that th we think we can produce what God is. Spirit. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And I hate to tell you something, you can't produce God. Neither can I. So, number one, the flesh has works because our sinful flesh desires to be its own God. Number two, man's works at being spiritual by the flesh only produces problems. <laughs> That's what Ephesians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 are all about. Notice what it says. 
Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, envying, uh, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings against such like. The things of which I tell you. Now look at me for a second here. God gives us a long list of things here. I think if I remember, there's 13, 14 different things here. Now look at me. God says, our works produce these things. I'm going to run through them very quickly. You'll not have time to do anything but write a word and a definition very quickly. Adultery. That's married people being improper sexually. Fornication. That's unmarried people being inappropriate sexually. That's called spring break. (laughs) What stupidity. Uncleanness. The word unclean means foul, dirty, ceremonially impure, and morally impure. Uncleanness is a, a dirty set of morals. Look at our world today. It's unclean. If a man walked into a room 40 years ago dressed in drag, they'd have drug him out. They'd have strung him up from a tree and beat the tar out of him until he figured out that he was a man. Say, oh, that's violent. That's not right. Yeah, but we didn't have that mess back then. The word lasciviousness, lewd, expressing want, lustful desires. We have a, a world full of lewd Christians. They want, oh, I'm not talking about even uh, physically as far as sensually. Uh, But there are people that are lewd in the fact that all they do is they have to have more money to spend, more money to have more things. They want and 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 they want. Then they have to work and work and work and work and work and work, pay for what they wanted and wanted and wanted and wanted, and they don't even want what they have because they keep wanting more things. They're lewd. Idolatry, that's replacing God for something else. Witchcraft. That's the power or practice of witches, black magic, or evil powers. I'm not afraid to say it. Hollyweird, video games are filled with witchcraft. We are playing with evil powers thinking it's okay. It's just a game. If I brought a Ouija board in here and uh, said, how about you play with this? Many of you by right should be upset. What's the difference with some of the stuff you play on your video games? Hatred. It doesn't mean what you think. Hatred is this, the expression of dislike or ill will. The fact that people go around, well, I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, I don't think you ought to do that. Nobody asked your opinion. Shut up. I'm sorry. Be quiet. Hatred means you you don't care what anybody else thinks, only what you think matters. And you dislike anything anybody else does. 
variance. That means to quarrel, to be disagreeable, or to be unagreeable. Did you know there are some people you can't agree with them on anything? If you find yourself always in an argument, that's called variance. Emulation. <laughs> that, that means competitive and trying to get ahead of everybody else. The God of sports is destroying America. I love sports. But I don't watch it anymore. Can I tell you why? Multitude of reasons, one of which the competitive level will bring out your flesh. Go to a ball game and I'll show you what I mean. I got to hurry. Uh, wrath, that's heated anger, violent, strife, contention, contest, always struggling with somebody. Seditions, <laughs> that means insurrection, rebellion, striving to, dis, uh, to, to disrupt. <laughs> that's our world in America today. Heresies, that's bad doctrine. Envying, desiring what other people have. Murder, we know what that is. Drunkenness, we know what that is. That's drinking alcohol. Revelings, you say, well, preacher, I'm not addicted to alcohol. Then get rid of it and never drink it again. Amen. Revelings, boisterous, partying, pleasure-filled. Now, that's what God says our works produce. That list pretty well tells you what's going on in our world today. Unfortunately, it tells you what's going on in most churches today. Got a bunch of people that can't get along with one another. They argue and fuss. They think they're more spiritual than others because they're trying to compete. If they don't get a position they want or they uh, don't get exactly what they want, then they're causing issues or they just uh, get the poochie lip and uh, want to have a pity party. When man tries to produce spirituality, this is what he produces. The works of the flesh. By the way, he does it even in the name of religion. I must hurry. When, number three, so let me re refresh. The flesh has works because our sinful flesh desires to be God. Man's works, number two, at, man works at being spiritual by the flesh, but only produces problems. Number three, when we yield to and obey the Holy Spirit, he is able to produce his fruit in us. Let me say right here. You cannot produce the fruit of the spirit. You can use it. But you cannot produce it. A, gasoline, a car does not produce gasoline. But it uses gasoline. And the more you drive. And depending on how fast you drive. The more you use. 
And the same is true with spiritual things. You cannot produce it, but you are the vehicle God has chosen to use it. And the more you use of it, the more he produces for you. Now listen to me. Fruit. Most of you don't even understand what the definition of fruit is. I'm about to shout. Do you know what fruit is? <laughs> it is the reproductive part of a plant. It contains the seed. Now watch this. The plant produces it. God allows us to eat the fruit. But we don't produce the fruit. The farmer doesn't produce the fruit. He plants the fruit trees. But the fruit is that which reproduces the plant. Watch this. Uh, an apple contains seeds. I say it this way. The apple is the seed pod. God made it to where if that apple falls off the tree, it hits the ground, it rots, and there's enough material around that seed pod with the ground to where it can grow another tree. Everybody understand that? But the fruit is the reproductive portion of the tree. Turn to John chapter 15. Aren't you glad God's smarter than we are? John chapter 15. Hurry, I got six minutes. John chapter 15, look at verse number one. I am the vine. My father is the husbandman. That's Jesus talking here. Jesus says, I am the vine. In other words, he is the plant, correct? Okay. Every branch in me that beareth not, what? He taketh away. And every branch that beareth what? He purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear what? Fruit of itself. Except it abide in the vine, nor no more than can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same forth bring forth what? Much fruit. Without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they're burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and be done unto you. Now look at me. God is the trunk, the vine. We are the branches. Did you know the fruit's not produced on the trunk? The trunk brings up all the food, the nutrients, and everything necessary for that plant to reproduce and to produce fruit. God said he is the vine, he's the trunk. We are the branches attached to him and he purges us so that we can produce more fruit. And as long as we stay abiding in him, watch this, 
we produce fruit, correct? But actually, he's producing it through us. But if we separate ourselves from the tree, is that branch going to produce fruit of itself? No, it's not. Just like we can't produce the spirit without abiding in him. We must be attached to him in order for the spirit to flow through us to produce the fruit of the spirit. The vine does not produce the fruit the trunk does. Now, God then says, as we yield to him, as we abide in him, then he is able to flow through us and produce fruit. As we use the fruit, more fruit comes. As we pick the fruit, more fruit comes. Now watch this. Say, what is his fruit? Look at Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is, what's the first one? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Those, I believe there's nine, I don't remember exactly, seven or nine, I can't remember, and I'm not going to count them right now because I only got three or four minutes. Did you know you can't produce love spiritually? You can produce lust by your works. But love has to be produced by your obedience to the word of God and your yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. You can't produce joy. But God can produce it through you as you yield to the Spirit and obey the word of God. Preacher, how do you stay joyful when so many things go wrong? Because I'm abiding in the vine. I'm attached to to the right thing. And he's able to produce through me. And as I use it, he's able to produce more. Peace. Peace is not tranquility. Peace is not everything going well. Peace is victory after war. How do you get peace? You abide in him and stay strong during the storm. When the storm's over, you have peace. Long-suffering. God didn't say life without suffering. He said long-suffering, suffering long. How do you get through those long periods of suffering? Some that have diseases for 5, 10, 15, 20, or 30, 40, 50, 60 years. How do you suffer that long and do it right, preacher? You abide in him and allow the Holy Spirit to produce through you. Goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. All those things are as we use them and we let the Holy Spirit produce it. He resupplies us. Just like going to the gas station. Let me read one more passage and I'm done. Turn to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, look at verse number 16. If you missed everything tonight, get this statement. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. 
Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey. Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that we were the servants of sin, but have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Skip down to verse 22. But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness in the end, everlasting life. To whom you yield yourselves, you become servants. Go home and look in the mirror and realize you make a pretty lousy God. You make a pretty lousy master. So do I. But if I'll yield to God and the Holy Spirit and let the word of God and the Holy Spirit of God tell me exactly what I should do and I react in every one of those situations the way I should, as I use up what the Holy Spirit gives me, he then fills it and expands it just a little bit. And the more I use it, the more he gives. The more I use it, the more he gives. The more I use it, the more he gives. To where you get dependent on it. And it gets less hard to depend on him. If we lack any of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, temperance, meekness. If any of these areas are something we lack, it's because we're not abiding in him. It's not because of somebody else. Well, I'd love them if they'd act right. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You loving somebody else has no de- is not determined by how they behave. It's because we are not yielding or obeying that we don't produce fruit. Because we can't produce the fruit. We have to yield to the vine and let him produce it through us. But the more we use it, the more we produce. That's a wonderful thing. It's kind of like a tomato plant. You know, if you just pick all the tomatoes one time, isn't it amazing as you pick a tomato plant, more blooms come on? So as you use the fruit, more fruit comes on. Huh. That's the way God is. As you use it, more fruit comes. And as you pull it, more fruit comes. And it just keeps on going. But you got to use it. This is why truly spiritual people do not see themselves as spiritual. People who think they are spiritual by their works, God called them scribes, Pharisees. And they're still only producing flesh, not spirit. They think they're spiritual because of their effort. But that's because they want to be their own God. To be spiritual 
You do not work on it. To be spiritual, you obey and yield to the Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God. But it's not because of your works, it's because of your abiding in him and him allowing to be producing that fruit through you and you using that fruit so that more fruit can come. It's not your works. It's who you're attached to and who you're yielding to. And to whom you yield yourselves, that's whose servant you are. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm done. I kind of took a sledgehammer and hit the nail tonight. I think if every Christian in the room would be totally honest, we would see ourselves as unspiritual as we really are. Because we're trying to produce spirituality in our own works, in our own flesh. And spirituality is not a work. It is a fruit produced by God. 